Welcome back to the Bulls and the Bears presented by Online Trading Academy. I am Aaron and I will be the bear today and that leaves Nigel with all the bull-ish. Yeah, well, you know, I have been a little bullish throughout the week, a little bearish. I've been going back and forth. Like we said, it's a sideways trend, so you got to yeah. kind of switch your positions pretty yeah. quickly. But now, Sideways isn't necessarily bad. It's not, There's it's a just, way to handle a sideways market. It's not as fun as other markets. That's yeah. why I complain. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we, love, <laughs> we love good movement, but you know... There has been movement up 1%, 1.5% one day, down the next day, up, down, up, down, up. So, yeah. you know, as long as you're actually catching it on a day-to-day basis. Now, that means that you're working harder than if it's simply going up for a while mm-hmm. or down for a while. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, the, the reports, the economics, uh, and one of the things that we thought would move the market and probably to the downside was the quarterly reports. Mm-hmm. And as expected, the quarterly reports came out and didn't look good. Yeah. Actually met, you know, bad expectations. Yeah. Well, and there, there's been just, just a, a, a bunch of bad reports, bad things. And yet this market continues to go in the opposite direction. Yeah. L- layoffs in, in uh, vital sectors. You know, the, trying to look for good news has, has been tough. Trying to yeah. look for good reports has been tough. Well, then you get people trying to manipulate the words of Jerome Powell. Yes. For, so trying to look for opinions, favorable opinions. Yeah. Uh, favorable opinions has not been tough. No, no, that's that's super easy. And even yeah. but Jerome Powell is saying one thing. He's saying, "Hey, you know, we're going to have to continue to raise rates. We're going to continue to do this. Like we're yeah. going to continue all these things." And then you get on the internet and there's all these people saying, "No, no, no, he doesn't mean that. He means that in a couple months we're going to stop this." And now that's actually I think the the majority of what people believe, and I don't know where they're getting it from because I watched the whole video of what Jerome Powell said. So I don't know. I didn't hear right? anything like that. <laughs> yeah, all of the reports, uh, whether they're from Jerome or, or and his interpretation of the reports, yeah. and what he's saying, you know, oh yeah, we're seeing that we might uh, be able to stop raising rates at a, as fast as we used to. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, we're not going to back off raising rates. Yeah, we might be able to stop raising rates someday in the future. We're going to have to keep them there for a while, and the but expectations the ex- like 2024, right? But but and that's what he's saying. Yeah. But then you look online, and the opinion online, especially from those that don't know what they're talking about, is, oh yeah, well he's really becoming more dovish. We expect that in the end of 2023, he's going to start moving rates down. He never mentioned moving rates down, not once. Not once. He just said stop raising them. Yeah. And also, we just had a little kick up in inflation. If we have another little kick up next time we look for inflation, that's not a that's a that's a real negative event. Right. So, I mean, yeah. it there's definitely um I think people want to believe what makes their accounts feel better, but in all reality, the pain of the downside I don't think is over. Right. So, you know, the thing is 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 that here's the real question that I want to approach during this segment. Um We've seen that the reports, as negative as they are, are not the determining factor. It's not sending the markets down Mm-mm. like we would normally expect. Yeah. Okay? But we could only expect it to do that if the majority of people out there understood what those reports actually meant and acted rationally to the reports. Yeah. Right? Um, but we've seen for a long time that the majority of people that are trading in the markets— really have no idea what, you know, how to interpret reports, where the reports are. 
no idea what, what it all means. So they're acting on their gut instincts, just mm-hmm. whatever their gut says. And it's so much easier to to uh, sign up for some social media guy to interpret things for you. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, the social media people that are interpreting reports don't seem to know what they're talking about either. No, and, it, and it's really disheartening because you see a lot of people come in and they're like, well, I was under the impression that this is the way that it worked. And then yeah. we kind of have to explain some different things <laughs> to them. And they're like... Oh, well, why wasn't that told to me before? And I'm like, because if, if you're coming into somebody who's trying to uh, sell you an idea of giving them money of some sort and they're trying to make you feel as good as possible about your decision, then, of course, you're probably going to try and look at the most positive thing possible and say, yes, the market's going to go up. It's going to be okay. Just keep putting your money in your mutual fund or whatever, and, right. and everything's going to be fine and dandy. Or even on, you know, even on social media. Now, you know, I know that we're saying different things. There are lots of financial programs on the radio. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been accused of being a counterpoint to yeah. all of those because we say different things than what they say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and Nigel is absolutely right. People tend to throw money at positive things. Mm-hmm. And we have for some time said, all right. There's nothing actually negative that happens in the market, but watch out for it going down. That sounds negative, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah all right. And we, we really should say that because we were right. We interpreted the data right. We interpreted the future right. The reports show negative. Mm-hmm. The, the, re, uh, the, uh, the um, quarterlies mm-hmm. have not been positive. Negative, yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, which in normal circumstances would tend to bring the markets down. But we have seen this before. We have seen uh, periods where there is, where there is, um, you know, exuberance in the market for no reason, mm-hmm. where there's positivity in the markets for no reason. Now, the last time that we saw this, the last two times was in the year 2000, mm-hmm. 1999 to 2000. We also saw it in 2007, 2008. All right. It took a long time. There were a lot of bad reports before before something broke and it actually just jumped out the window and went down. Yeah, and that's right. probably my fear right now is that we have all these things that are trying to keep the market afloat even there's even though there are bad things happening and we're going to maybe hit some type of catalyst that just right. Lehman Brothers or whatever and, and that th- just that's, that's sends exactly us off. right. So, if the reports aren't convincing people, mm-hmm. right, to pull back what is going to convince people? And I really think that it's going to take a Lehman Brothers type event before it happens. Yeah. Right? Um, now, that's true That's true in a bunch of different markets now. We're seeing that the crypto market is being buoyant. Mm-hmm. Bad things are happening for the crypto people. <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, the SEC is getting involved. They have decided they're going to regulate the place. All right. Well, crypto has been a wild west for a long time. If they actually get if they actually have to get real, mm-hmm. it's not going to be a good thing for most of the cryptos because they're actually going to have to show how much they have in debt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've actually owned a cryptocurrency um, for years that I can't get out of because it's been in a lawsuit. Yeah. So I basically have just written it off as a, as a loss <laughs> that I can't even touch because it's just been in a lawsuit. It's been tied up. Right. So, I mean, when they start going through and regulating these things, they're going to find, hey, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do this. And then it's going to start locking people's money up and then people are going to get upset. It's like, hey, I want to sell my crypto and I can't. It's likely that that's what's going to happen, right? Yeah. Okay, but just the same, even though it's been announced that that's going to happen, uh, 
And after watching what FTX went through and how hedgy uh, Coinbase has been mm-hmm. about about their books now, yeah, you know, and things like that, uh, and uh, you know, recognize that most of these cryptos do not uh, put their their company in the United States. They've been yeah. doing it so that they can avoid regulation. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would they do that? Why would they want to avoid re- regulation? And what's going to happen when all of a sudden you're not going to be able to trade it if you don't uh, submit to our regulation? Yeah. Right? Or, yeah, you don't use some type of exchange that is within the United States that follows the rules in which we are trying to make people follow. Right. Now, you would think that anybody that was in the crypto world hearing this would immediately want to sell out, right? Mm-hmm. Just sell off. Sell off. It's going to go down. That's not what we're seeing. No, right. and I think that the at least for people that I've met, I've met some people in the crypto market that are very good traders. They like to be in and out. They like to do things. And then I meet a very different crowd of people who are very um, stars in their eyes. I'm going to turn my $100 into $100 million, and I'm never going to work again in my life. Right. And the reality of that happening is almost harder than winning the lotto <laughs> at that now, point. Now, I do, I do, I do want to just give this um, little bit of, of wisdom because I'm old enough to have had experiences that were painful enough to give me wisdom. <laughs> okay. Um, most traders out there mm-hmm. got in, had an experience that was unexplainable, but very profitable. Mm-hmm. Right now for me, I had several of those right up front uh, where where I just got in at the right time, didn't know what I was doing, but had immediate success that put stars in my eyes Mm -hmm. and got me emotionally attached to a certain way of doing things. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um, And to certain, and to certain classes of assets. And it took a long time to discipline myself out of that. Okay. Because I was doing very dangerous things and had no idea that it was dangerous. All right. And I thought I was smarter than, everybody else out there. And it took a quarter million dollar loss in my case to wake me up. Wow. Okay. It's bigger than any loss I've taken. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So don't feel bad. Right. Um, uh, now having said that it made me, you know, some, it made me hundreds of thousands more than that before it took it away. Yeah. Um, but the loss was enough to wake me up. I have seen some people that will go ahead and take a loss, but because they're still above where they initially got in, Mm-hmm. It doesn't phase them. Yeah. And they keep doing stupid, thinking that they're going to make it back someday. This is how people get sucked in and stay into a casino. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be the next big win. Yeah. Right? And that's that's very similar because someone goes to a slot machine and they hit the jackpot and they think, hey, that machine is what's going to pay me forever. Sure. And they just keep hitting that machine, but it just doesn't yeah. give them that this jackpot This is a hot again. machine. No, that machine yeah. just paid out and it is programmed to only pay out so much of what's put into it. Mm-hmm. That's now a cold machine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Now, it, does, it used to work like that. Now that it shares data, it's a little bit less like that. Um, it's still it's rigged, more, but, it, but it's the still, whole thing yeah, is rigged. rigged. Yeah. It's, in fact, it's, it's, they don't even try and hide it. Right. No. If you walk in, it'll tell you right there on, um, on a sign somewhere in the casino, our machines are set to pay out at 90%. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that it's paying out 90% of the time. That means that if you put a dollar in, you can only expect to get 90 cents out. Mm-hmm. This machine is going to keep 10% of everything that's put into it over time. 
That's just how it's set. I need to buy some slot machines. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, is it, it's not gambling for the casino. That's but that's why the house always wins, right? Exactly. So, you know, here we are um in the in the markets and people that don't know what they're doing tend to take those kind of bets. In fact, later in the program, not right now, I want to talk about the difference between penny stocks and other stocks. Mm-hmm. All right. And why penny stocks are really scary. Mm-hmm. You you think that they offer a lot of opportunity because they move very fast. You know, when, when they move for heaven's sakes, they're moving at 30, 40% in a day. Yeah. Ooh, that's awesome. Right. Woohoo. No, because it'll turn around and move the same way the other way. Yeah. In a matter of seconds, in a matter of that's exactly right. In a matter of seconds. And there is nothing that's going to save you. The tools that we would use as professionals don't work in those instances. Mm-hmm. All right. The, the tools to make sure that we're keeping our money don't work in penny stocks. So I want to talk about those a little bit later because sometimes we get into a mode where we do see stars and we want it to solve all of our problems. And I see this especially with those that are desperate. I, I really fear every time I see somebody coming into um, to one of my classes, man, you know, I, I, I have to make this work. This is, this has to work. And this is my future. This is how I'm going to retire. This is how I'm going to be a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Well, is it possible to retire with the, uh, with the markets? Absolutely. Right. People do it all the time. In fact, it was built for that. Yeah. But desperate people do desperate things and desperate things are re- really risky. So I hate seeing it. Yeah. I need to talk them out of the desperation before we actually get in. All right. Well, we'll talk about more about this when we get back. We've got to take another commercial break. During the break, you have the, you know, you can make a decision as to what you're going to do. You can use it in a positive manner this time that you've got, or you can listen to the commercials. Guess which one I favor. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we, we teach classes. These are classes, and I want you to understand it's, it's three hours of actual content. All right. Some people are worried that they're going to come and we're going to try and do a sales pitch on them and they're going to get trapped and oh no, we're going to get, it's going to get uncomfortable. That's not what happens. We bring you in, we teach how trading and investing works. And then we've got other paid for classes. If you want to take those all good, we might spend five minutes talking about those during the whole of the three hours, Mm -hmm. but we're giving you mostly content. It's worth it. It's worth your time. So give us a call and get registered. The number is 8448-TRADER. That's 844-887-2337. Or text the word income to 25029. Again, that's income to 25029. We'll see you after the break. 